0: One day, a few years ago, I gave up hope. I gave up wishing that things could get better in my life. I had convinced myself that there was nothing to live for. And in fact, if I continued living, I'd be hurting the people around me. I tried very hard to take my own life. I ended up lying in a gurney in a hospital. hospital car, (laughs) an ambulance. And
1: it was there that I didn't find hope,
0: but I found a reason. And that reason has stayed with me through all the ups and downs that I've had since that day. I want to explain this to you, I want to explain how it's important, and I want to help you to try and understand somebody that comes to you and says, I have no hope. Welcome to Shattered the Podcast. STP is the story of my journey from the depths of mental illness to a place where I could live again. There was a man in San Francisco, you can look him up who tried to kill himself by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. He survived beyond miraculously. Of the thousands of people that have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, only 19 have lived. 19. Now, when this gentleman recovered and realized that suicide was not what he wanted, he decided to go around and interview all the other people that had survived, the ones that were still living. And he said it was interesting because when he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, as soon as his hand left the railing and he was free-falling, he realized that it's not what he wanted. He did not want to die. When he interviewed all the other survivors, they said exactly the same thing as soon as they had uh, 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 pulled the trigger, as soon as they had jumped off the bridge and they were free falling, there was no way to get back on the bridge, all of them said that on the way down, they felt nothing but regret. They did not want to die. Now, I understand very, very well the feeling that would make somebody take that leap. I really do. I have been there. I've lived it. I've seen it. The thought that there is nothing to live for, there's nothing good in the world for me or ever will be. In short, there was no hope. Now, in Christianity, um, hope is a big deal. <laughs> so when you don't have hope all of a sudden, and all those euphemisms that you learn in church, without a hope, people perish. I just assumed that that was the end. Now, I'm going to tell you what I did and do post feeling that I have no hope. Now, you could look at the things that I'm about to tell you and you could think, well, Mark, you're talking about hope. Maybe, maybe. If I am, I'm thinking about it in a completely different way. I don't feel hope anymore. I don't hope for things. I don't have this thought that one day lots of people will listen to this podcast or a lot of people will read my book. I have reasons. So I do this podcast, and I don't really care if a lot of people listen to it or not. It is a reason for me to keep going. If I can stop one person suffering one iota of the pain that i suffered then all my time and effort to do this is worth it why do i spend hours writing a book hundreds of hours (laughs) it's not because i hope that one day it'll get published i mean that would be nice but i have no expectation that it ever will i have no expectation or hope that um, my life will matter
1: or does matter, but I have
0: reasons to go on. I write a book because hopefully maybe one person, maybe one person will feel better about themselves. When I write, it's cathartic
1: to me. I feel better.
0: I live in a state of post hope and that can be really hard for people to understand. I I nearly brought (laughs) a room of people to tears when I said the other day that I don't have hope. I, I hate hope. I hate people talking about it. I hate the concept of it because in my faith, it's the one thing that
1: is most important out of everything. I have a hope in Christ. Without hope of people perish.
0: Hope is so central to faith and believing that when I got to a point in my own life where I had no hope, I thought that was it. And I did. I tried to take my own life. You can check out other podcasts where I tell that story. One particular, my story, where I outline that event. Uh, you can check it in the podcast place (laughs) it's still up there i was looking at it yesterday but how do you live post hope and what do you say when somebody comes to you and says i have nothing to live for i've got nothing to look forward to i have in essence no hope
1: now first off let's talk about the wording of hope
0: when you talk about hope, when I say the word hope, it should make your life, life, your, your life, your heart, lighter. Hope. Hope. It's such a beautiful concept. My second daughter's middle name is Hope it's a belief that someday things will be better or more improved or or you'll reach your dreams or 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 something good is in the future
1: there is an expression in
0: england that says it's the hope that kills you it's not believing it's not understanding it's hoping that things will get better it's it's looking to the future and not understanding why, but believing that things will get better. They say this because hope dashed is worse than no hope at all. It's harder for somebody who has never understood a life outside of hope for them to suddenly have that taken away. And when I say suddenly, I mean over time it would be easier to have never had hope at all it's a big statement and i know a lot of my friends that are church people who are going to be listening to this and i will probably get some phone calls but you don't need to worry about me because while i don't have hope i have reasons Reasons being, first and foremost, lying on the gurney in the ambulance, (laughs) the hospital car, in the ambulance, and all I could think of is that I didn't want to die. I didn't want to be in a box under the ground. I didn't want to be in an urn. I just wanted the pain to stop. But more than that, more than wanting the pain to stop, all I wanted to do was be at home with my wife. It may seem odd, but home with my wife is the safest place for me. I feel completely safe when my wife is there. Even if she's out the back doing the gardening, I still feel safe because she's around. She is home to me. Now, I would argue that there is no
1: hope there. It is a reason.
0: Now, my kids, I do not hope that they will one day say that I'm a good father. I don't do the things that I do to them with an understanding or a thought of hopefulness. But I have reasons. They are my kids. They deserve the best that they can get from me. I once had a guy tell me a story. And he was... Uh, contemplating taking his own life. He was going to do it. He was going to pull the trigger. It was going to happen. But the new Star Wars film was coming out in a couple of months. Now, this might sound flippant, but for him it was a legitimate reason to keep going on. The voices in his head were screaming at him, you're going to kill yourself. You need to kill yourself. And he's like, yeah, I do, but I really want to watch Star Wars. When he told the story, my immediate reaction was, oh, geez, I hope it wasn't the Phantom Menace that he was waiting for, because that might just push him over the edge. But seriously, by the time the movie came around, he had found other reasons. Does that make sense? You find a reason once, and you find another reason, and you find another reason, and you find another reason. reason. And then finally you 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 you're so ingrained in those habits of I'm doing this for a reason that you don't even think about hope anymore. You don't feel excluded from the hope club.
1: Because
0: you don't really need it. Because you've got those reasons. Now you're gonna argue, Mark, you've just found hope. No, I disagree. And I and I truly hope that you'll listen to what I've said without blinders on. If a friend came to me and said I have no hope, the worst thing in the world that I can say is, "Oh mate, one day things will get better. It'll be okay." That's the worst thing to say, because he's already decided that no, it will never be okay. No, it will never be good. No, I have nothing To look forward to, there will be nothing in my future. So when I turn around and say, Oh, mate, it will be better one day, you know, just hang around, that's no good. But can I find a reason? Can I help him or her discover a reason to keep going?
1: And that reason is going to be different for everyone. I am lucky. My reason is the person that I
0: would want to be with no matter what. Now, when I was young, I had all these dreams of things that we were going to do, and we were working towards achieving that until I got hurt. Now, I don't think about those things anymore. I just live in the moment knowing that I'm with my reason to stay alive, no matter where we are, no matter where we go. She's there, and
1: I'm still here. Now, the thing about
0: that is when you stop caring about hope, there's a song by a guy called Steve Taylor, and I love this song. I wish I could play it for you, but I can't. Uh, it's called... Um, uh well the the title's in the quote I'm gonna give you it's um life unwinds like a cheap sweater. <laughs> it's such a powerful image. And then he goes on, but since I gave up hope, I feel a lot better. It's curious how those lyrics that I heard maybe 30, 35 years ago have lived with me ever since. Because they're so odd and, and weird and now
1: they're true to me and my life if i don't think about
0: hope if i don't pursue hope i can't get let down now you might say that this is a sad existence i don't think so because think about mental illness and we've said this before when you're at the worst of times All you need to do is be patient. Okay, your friend comes to you and says, I'm going
1: to kill myself. What are you going to
0: do about that? My first thing would be to be with them. Just be there. Don't talk. Well, you can if they want to. But then I would make a plan to see them the next day. Mate, I want to take you out for breakfast tomorrow because I'm worried. Not for you, but for me. I will feel better if I see you in the morning. Okay, I'll see you in the morning. No, no, I want you to promise me you're going to see me in the morning. Okay, I promise. Now, my friend might still choose to take his life, but maybe I've given him a reason some of the reasons that I um, have used at various times. One is that the kids that suffer in this world the most are the kids that lose a parent who's abusive to them or loses them. I would argue that as soon as a parent abuses a child, they've lost their father, they've now got an abuser. But So I think about what will my children think? Will my children find my body? How much will it hurt them that they don't have me? What is it going to be the consequences for my family for my my mum and my dad, who have given me so much? For my brother who suffers with PTSD, how can I uh, leave him alone to deal with his pain by himself? i've thought about the fact that when you die, you Soil yourself. Do I really want to be seen covered in my own feces? Now, Some of these reasons are ridiculous,
1: but they've been legitimate for me.
0: Christmas is coming. I want to see my kids open some presents because it makes me happy. Am I hoping that they will have Christmas? No, because I know that Christmas is coming. And I know that I'm going to get them presents and I know that it's going to make them smile. Becomes a reason. I've talked about this today because whenever I've spoken about hope on this podcast, I've always gotten a message from somebody saying, you don't understand there is no hope in the real world. Well, my world is as real as it can get. When I got injured, I didn't get a payout. My wife and I have lived on the poverty line since... I was hurt. We've lived paycheck to paycheck. No thought of it changing. No, no hope of it being different. I've tried to work. Um, I've tried many different things. I don't come from a rich family. I haven't been given hundreds of thousands of dollars by my family. I've, uh, I've, i I've, I've not been given tens of thousands. Yes, my parents and my outlaws have helped us at times. The desperate times. But we have lived a hard and real life. Living in a city that the mental health care system is broken, ridiculously broken. When somebody tells you that they don't have hope, that's okay. Don't freak out. Don't, you know, oh, I'm going to lose my brain. Help them discover a reason to stay even if it's just for another day, because tomorrow might not be so bad. And in fact, it probably won't. And if not tomorrow, then the next day. Me a couple of weeks ago, some really heavy happened to us as a family. And I went back to the depths of my uh, suicidality, my suicide ideation, my, my, the, all of that stuff. And I was lying on the floor in the shower, bawling my eyes out. I breathed and I said, just be patient. Don't think about it. Don't spend time considering it. Just be patient. And then quite literally by the next week, I felt a lot better. I was able to deal with things. If you give somebody a reason,
1: a legitimate reason, they will stay.
0: And I hope you do too. Hey, uh, I've been Mark. Have a great day. You can get my book uh, online. You can I think the links are down below for those listening on audio. I am pointing down, so you'll find that really helpful. Um, have a great week. I will talk to you next week. Send me a message. If you're struggling with anything I've said, send me a message. More than happy to have a chat here. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you soon. I said, guys, I hate that. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us on Shattered the Podcast. I'm Mark. Special thanks to my producer, Meredith Brosnan, and also to Torian, Kevin, and Lorraine. And we can't forget the amazing band Adelaide, who let us use their song as our theme. For more information, check us out on all your socials, STP Shattered the Podcast.